There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You hear the music. That means we're back for another episode. Fantastic series. I, the, the podcast in general is pretty good this series that we've it's got good. going on right now is created off of a conversation it's, it's pretty fantastic that other voice you hear that's my partner my main man mike Sauter. this is playing it forward back for another week trying to just continue to educate learn actually pay it forward while we're playing it forward we had to grab him separate. Not that he's, you know, that fantastic. He's his own entity. He's, he's pretty fantastic. <laughs> but uh, we got a chance to catch up. As you, If you remember the series, we started out with coaching kids. And we talked to Larry Martin and Ann Prince and Josh Ludke and Alvin Mitchell and Andy Markowski. And then we talked to parents who actually – have legacies, and it was Tim Brodsky and Jessica Haynes and who Greg, am I? Greg Hepburn. Greg Hepburn, and I'm missing one. Who was in the bottom left corner as I'm looking at the screen? <laughs> so there's some yeah. overlap, right? We've got we've got coaches and, and, and parents, and we got a chance to catch up this time around with my main man, the anesthesiologist. You, you need to be put to sleep or don't want to feel some pain? Like that every day. You need Dr. Cristo. <laughs> Monty Cristo joins us on this week's episode. Monty, good afternoon, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, guys. Just what a what a great group of uh, of parents and teachers and coaches to to uh, to be a part of this conversation. So I, I appreciate you having me on, and hopefully I can, uh, can contribute a little bit to the conversation. I thought he was going to call you a great parent at first. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, wait. Monty was doing things as a coach when I was just bringing my kiddo over, who's quite a bit younger, and I said to Monty, do you remember this, Monty? We were at that park on 114th and Lake Oh, yeah, Q. Junior Skyhawks. Yep, and uh, Monty's coaching. And I'm watching him, and, and, and Caleb had to sign a waiver <laughs> because they didn't think he was going to be able to compete. I said, no, nah, I think he'll be fine. But he was significantly younger. He was at the youngest age group. And I said, gosh, Monty, I said, that's pretty cool. You got four or five groups going at the same time, teaching them the same thing. It worked at Nebraska. How are you making that work here? Do you, was that, does that not seem like light years ago? Oh my gosh, it seems so long ago, but I, I totally remember that. And, um, you know, that was really my first crack at coaching. You know, Drew was probably third or fourth grade at the time, probably fourth or fifth grade at the time. And, um, you know, all I knew was how we did it back in the day. And so, especially, <laughs> especially you know, coaching uh, youth football, when you get a practice twice a week, it was all about trying to be efficient. So we were trying to be efficient and those fourth and fifth graders, we, we got them going. It's crazy, right? You talked about like a, a good group of um, parents and coaches and and kiddos. That was kind of, Mike, correct me if mm -hmm. I'm wrong, that was kind of the catalyst right. for this whole series that we wanted to launch. Because I said to Mike, 
probably a couple of three or four weeks ago, Monty, I said, this is such a, is it me? Is this a rare group? Is this, there are so many great athletes out here that I feel like could, that I would let like babysit my daughter. Like there's something special going on. So we were just trying to get behind the scenes of, of of what's going on. When you, when you look at the, the Noonans and the M6 and the Salases and the, you know, the Jaron Marshalls and the the Sharif Mitchells, you're looking the Markowskis, when you're looking at all these kids, the Chucky Hepburns, is there anything that you see that overlaps when you look at your son, uh, a, a phenom like Drew that 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 listeners can can take away from a, a tie that binds? Boy, that's that is a great question, Damon. And I, I've asked myself that a time or two, you know, what what is it that makes kids like that, you know, special or different. And it's, it's, it's hard to say. I think sometimes those kids are just, they're just born with it and they have it, you know, and I look back on some of these kids in this, in this 2021 class, you know, I've, I've been watching them compete since they were eight, nine, 10 years old. Mm. And it's not a surprise to me to see people like Chucky Hepburn and Cole Payton and Hunter Salas and, TJ Urban and Teddy Prochaska. I mean, these are just kids that I've seen compete since they were literally in fourth grade. And, and it's hard to really project what a kid's going to be like and how tall they're going to grow and how fast they're going to run and, and that, and those kind of things. But what one thing you could really tell in all those kids I just mentioned, those kids just competed their tails off. Mm-hmm. And, and I would, I, I knew at the time I said, those kids are going to, those kids are going to be really good and they're probably not going to have to pay for college. And, you know, pretty much hit a hundred percent on, on those five or six that I just said, but you could, you could literally see that in, in some kids. And, and like I said, not the, not the projectables or the measurables, but just the, the competitive nature that some kids just have. So it's, it's probably goes back to, and this was one of kind of our, our thoughts is, well, it's got, there's gotta be something about rising tide lifts all boats. And it probably started at a young age. So boom, like, I think we finally found one, maybe of our answers is those kids competed against and with each other at a young age and just rose. The, the bar kept raising for all of them yeah. I, together as yeah. they grew up. Right. MC, is there, something to, Gregor, is, 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 there those... is there something to that? I think so. I mean, and, and it, it's happening right now. I, I don't know the, the, the fourth and fifth graders that are competing at OSA or, or, uh, you know, on the junior Patriots right now, but I, I'm sure it's happening to a certain degree and it's starting right there. I mean, competition breeds success and these kids have all played against each other in multiple sports. I mean, Cole Payton is going to be probably potentially an NFL quarterback someday, but he was an unbelievable and he still is an unbelievable baseball player. Mm-hmm. Um, I never saw Chucky Hepburn play football, but I heard he yep. could have been a real deal, <laughs> real deal. Um, Trust me. And, you know, TJ Urban is going to go have a great career at air force. Um, but you should have watched that kid play basketball when he was in fifth grade and they all knew each other and they all played different sports against each other. So, um, and it's, it's just super cool to kind of see them as seniors now, um, you know, when they cross paths and when they play against each other, um, you know, was even better before COVID when they could actually go after the game and give each other a high five or a hug. Now it's just a little salute, but it's, it's, it's kind of neat to see that, that process kind of come to uh, fruition. Let, let me ask you something, Bonnie, because you're highly, highly competitive, but yet like this really, really good guy. What is it about, like when you see uh, 
you know, a Chucky Hepburn want to be at Hunter Salas's announcement or Drew Christo support TJ Urban's, uh, you know, uh, scholarship to Air Force or just kids supporting kids, even though they're ultra competitive. How is that happening? Like, is yeah. there just something different in the water? Is it security in their own accomplishments? So that, like, like what are you seeing? Do you have a hypothesis on how, like, good kids are supporting other good kids? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think you, you've, you've got to be really comfortable in your own skin to be something like that, especially in today's society. You know, there's so much stuff plays out on the social media and it's so easy to, to bring a person down without really having a conversation or, you know, or, or make a comment and hide behind it. So I think, you know, people that are, that are willing to kind of uh, salute other people and, and show great respect for people that competed against, they're just, they're comfortable with who they are. They don't have to uh, make excuses for who they are or how they act or what their makeup is. And that's, that's probably the bottom line and, and, people that are able to do that and are willing to do that against people they've competed against this group. I mean, this group and, and drew your son, he's one that you lump in that you would lump into that is, and Damon said it earlier. I mean, I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old and if he wanted to like watch my kids for a day, I'm yeah. cool. Yeah. Like go for it. Hey drew, go teach Caleb yeah. how to drive. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like you're my guy. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. like what outside of the competitiveness and all of that, all of these kids are just good humans. Is that be parenting or <laughs> they just kind of all know what to do or, or is it, Hey, you know what? This is kind of, you know, about 10 years ago ish is when social media kind of really popped as far as, you know, kids getting into it and that is it kind of, okay, they've been trained what not to say and how to act right on social media for so long now where they're not um, acting out of turn outside of, you know, the public eye too. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty deep question. I'm a, Damon knows I'm a biology major, <laughs> uh, major. So, you know, you you get the whole nature versus nurture argument. And, right. and I, I think some kids just, oh, you good know, one. Eight, yeah. yeah. You know, some kids just are, 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 are born into it, have a good genetic makeup. But I'm not at all to shy away from the nurture side or the environment side because I think a big part of who Drew is is he's had such a good family support unit, siblings that care about him, siblings that want to be at his games. He's had an amazing peer group at Elkhorn that are yeah. like-minded individuals. And I think when you have, have people around you from day one at a young age that can can really you know support you and guide you and show you, yeah, this is probably the best way to act in this situation – that all kind of comes together with your, you know, your genetic makeup and who you are and who your mom and dad are that, that, that gives you the final outcome of, of how a person really acts and who they are. Monty, it's interesting. Jessica Haynes, uh, Hunter's mom said something last week that I thought was, I'm like, Oh, well, duh. But then I thought about it and I was like, man, that's pretty cool. She said, I asked her a similar question to the one that we just asked you, and she said she was intentional about wanting Hunter to be around other good adults, Mm -hmm. other like-minded thinkers when it came to friends. Did you find your, do you find yourself kind of 
combing through that, wading through that? Is it, are the outcomes intentional for you like that? I thought it was refreshingly honest when she said it. Yeah. I mean, I, that's, that's a really good point. Um, I don't think most parents would, would outwardly say that, but (laughs) kids are, are very impressionable from, from a very young age. And, you know, sometimes after the, after a big win and, everybody goes out to eat and drink and has a few cocktails, you know, your kids are there with you watching you. So, um, you know, they're, they're always learning. And I think that's why it's just super important. Like Jessica said, you know, being around people that, um, that are super intentional about things like that and, and act in an appropriate way and and can set good examples. They're, they're always learning from in and we're always shaping them. The, the maturity of, I just look at someone like a Drew again, his maturity is pretty off the charts, I think. Um, is that is that a, a – I mean, I think it's a learned thing, but how much does the, the culture at Elkhorn High have to do with it? Because I think the culture is pretty strong. And, you know, you had people like Mark – Coach Wartman and and you had a, you had a decision to I mean, make too, Monty. If we're being honest, yeah. right? Like, yeah, I mean, it stay was, with it the roots easy. or do what's popular. Like, right. this was this is a, right. you're a great guy to talk to in that regard. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think back on those days when Drew was in middle school, um, seventh eighth grade, and and there were people asking me about so is is he going to go to Scott? Is he going to prep? Or I'm like, no, we live in Elkhorn. He's going to go to Elkhorn. His best friends that he's played baseball with since he's eight years old are going to Elkhorn. That's mm-hmm. where he's going. And Drew was dead set on that. And he didn't want to, he didn't even think twice about, you know, switching a school to, to maybe help him better down the road in a sport. And um, I think there are parents out there that do a lot of that. And that's totally okay. I get that. People have to do what's, what's best for them um, in their, in their particular situation. But for him, it was never about that. He wanted to be with his buddies and his buddies were going to Elkhorn. So it's been a great spot for him. And, and he's, he's like Mike said, he, he has this maturity beyond his oh. years and he's, he's always had that. Um, there's not much that he hasn't been able to handle off the court or um, in the classroom. He just, he has an easy sense about him and, and he's had a lot of expectations, especially right now. I mean, football was a, something he did because he was good at and he loved basketball. He did because his buddies played it and he, turned into an all-state basketball player in class B and now he's found his what his calling is and it's baseball and you talk about a maturity like he played in a in the state final basketball game four days later he was on the mound and had about 18 pro scouts watching him and so he just he handled that perfectly just like he's handled a lot of things perfectly and um, it's it's pretty cool to to sit back and watch as a dad. Mike, let me ask you something because I, I I think we kind of take this for granted. It's cool to talk about legacies, right? There's the Hepburns and the the Jaron Marshalls and the Curtis Marshalls and the the Mitchells and the Hoskinsons and the Markowskis and the M6 and the Noonans. Tim Brodsky, I asked him, and and he was funny. I, I'll. I'll tell you his response. I said, hey, t- I said, coach, I said, when did you let go of of Tim Brodsky going for, for 26, 27 a night in high school and and, and, and a 20-point scorer in college and, and letting Peyton and Trey be Peyton and Trey without compromising the Brodsky last name? When did Monte Cristo let go of 
the fantastic athlete that you were and let your kids start to be their own their own them all their in their own skin yet still be Christos. Yeah, I mean I, I tried to I tried to not that not let that have have a be a big issue. Um, but Drew was one of those kids and he was my my first son that always wanted to be around it. Like he wanted to go to practice. He he would want to drive to Lincoln and go to practice. And so it was it was something that he totally embraced and he loved it when you know we we put my jersey up you know behind our bar and so it's always been a part of him but I never wanted to push that on him because I know those expectations can can be really hard um and he's kind of gone about his own path and and I'm super proud of him for that but and now it's like totally flipped like I go in and introduce myself to a patient and people don't know me at all and they're like oh you, is your son the really good baseball player so I mean Monte Cristo the football player is a, I mean, he's more he's more important than I am now. What well, do I need? Do was. I need to remind people how good Ramada Inn was in in the summer hey. playing Legion baseball when you guys were dealing us fits at Northwest? Well, and, that, and the funny thing about that, Damon, is Coach Olson is now in our dugout and coaching Drew, which is so yeah. cool. <laughs> it was awesome um, he, to see the other day. Had, yeah, he had he had a grandson that came through Elkhorn a couple years ago, and so he's like, oh, I'm going to go hang out and help coach those guys, and he's just he's stuck and and it's been so cool for Drew to be able to to learn and listen to him over the last couple of years. He he balanced a lot in the fall and winter and I mean playing football and then you know on a Friday night and then Saturday he's probably doing a pitching pitching session and Sunday and then he's back at football practice on Monday and then you know has a a probably a throwing session on Saturday morning then he probably is doing then he's probably going to shoot around for the basketball game Saturday night. I mean, how 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 do you balance that as a parent? Um yeah, one I, one I, that I, that part that part balancing that part and then you have other children too that are in athletics as well. Yeah, I mean, he is he's just one of those kids that I I stopped trying to keep track of what he was doing and where he was going just because I, I couldn't. And, you know, I, I check in on them every once in a while, but like you said, he, you know, especially in basketball season, you know, he'd have games on Tuesday nights. Um, and then he'd get home from a game and we'd be, you know, trying to get, grab a quick bite to eat. And he, he'd be getting in his car to leave. And I'm like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to go lift because he didn't get to lift yet. Mm-hmm. Or he had to go throw his bullpen after a basketball game at nine 30 right. at night. And then the next night he gets home and, you know, has practice till seven. And then he's got a zoom call with a major league team. So, yeah. I mean, it just, there's no, his schedule is what it is and he manages it and he met, does it really well with great academics. He's number one in his class. So I, I just stopped trying to, to That's silly. You just know, as, you just, he just, oh, he just, <laughs> oh, by the way, it is academics. Yeah. You know, he's, uh, he's tops in his class. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> okay. Sorry. Go ahead. So, yeah, I mean, he just, he just kind of does his thing. Um, but like I said, I just, it's, it's hard. I just trust that he's a good kid and he's doing the right things and he's going to the right places. And, but he's, he's very busy, no doubt about it. Monty, let me, so it's kind of interesting, right? Because you're ultra competitive and you were a really good athlete, right? Yeah. Really nice hoop game. We, we talked about your baseball prowess. A lot of people know you for football. Was there, are there points? And I think I tweeted this out and this was kind of the start of me thinking about this when I was bouncing these ideas off of, of Mike, I'm watching Drew get to the floor for loose balls or set these ball screens. And 
he would get knocked over or go get these rebounds and I'm saying this is unbelievable this he's potentially a first round draft pick he's running it up there at 94 mile an hour he's diving for loose balls in a sport that he's playing because he loves his friends yeah did you ever say to yourself whether it's internal or external hey true calm down you're messing with the money maker or did you just let it ride you know the very first week of football practice i was out mowing my lawn and i got a phone call from elkhorn high school and it was the trainer and my heart just like sunk um and she called me she said drew dove for a ball and came down on his wrist and i immediately thought that he broke his right wrist and he wasn't going to be able to pitch for the whole year blah 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 and everything turned out to be fine. He sprained it and was back playing the first week. But after that, I just kind of told myself, he's going to do this. And this is, the, this is the competitor that he is. And this is the way he plays. So you cannot obsess about every single minute of every game. So I was able to kind of just let that go. But in the back of your mind, it's probably there. And that's just the way that he plays, plays the game, though. Bonnie, when you're talking about, like, it's a collaborative effort, right? You've obviously got what I would consider a better half, Jill. She's great. Um, it keeps it moving in that household. You, he, Drew's a, a twin, and you've got two more. Do you think to yourself, okay, if something happened to me tomorrow, like what will they say? What am I doing? What is my legacy? Like what keeps you motivated to be the best that you can be when some people may look at the life you lead and say, gosh, you know what? That guy's pretty much got it all. Wow. That, that's a really good question. And, you know, I heard something on your show actually today, Damon, when you had Herschel Walker on about how he was, how he was oh, talking yeah. about what, what yeah. his dad told him. And he said, you know, you're, you are, the only thing you have is your name. And so that's really what it comes down to. And, and, you know, in our house, like I said, we have a great family unit and, and nothing gets done without Jill. And, and if you come to our, our house and you see the massive, calendar that she has on the, on the counter <laughs> like communication and coordination like without her and, and her driving the bus and telling people who's going where um, we fall apart so um, we've been a great team and we've been super fortunate to have great kids and and great friends that kind of help us out when we need help and we can't get to you know Courtney's got a volleyball game here and Drew's got a game there and Ian wants one parent and one sibling at every game <laughs> I said dude you're not going to get that every single game because we got a lot going on here and uh, they all get it and they understand. And, and it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Bonnie, when you're taking a look at kind of the, the evolution of sports and, and this high school crop and you know, 2021 isn't going to be the end. 2022 has got theirs and 2023 and 2024. And, you know, soon you know, be, let me do the math part of 2027, I think, or eight, one of those two yep. for Ian. But, do you look and kind of scratch your head at like, wow, you're either scratching the surface, you you have to be in amazement at the prowess collectively and the depth that's on the horizon. Oh, it's 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 amazing, and it's so fun to watch. I told Drew um, when he was playing in right right before the state championship game, I said. I can remember when I was in fifth grade and I came up here and I was watching Terrence Badgett and Andre Woolridge play. 
And then I got to become, then I was a senior and I got to play in the state tournament. We never got to the finals at Kearney, but we got to the semis. And now here I am watching you play in it. So it's, it's so cool to see, to see that and think back on how good the athletes were when I was a fifth grader, how good they are now. And then to look down at the classes coming up. And I mean, I'm just amazed at how good, the development is on the basketball side at OSA and all, and, and what Mackey's doing and all the other different organizations, how the prospects and, and all of the high school and Legion teams have, have been able to develop and put out so many division one baseball players and the amount of football kids that are coming out and getting opportunities at the D one level and at the South Dakota States and North Dakota States. So it's just, it's as a sports nut, a guy who loves sports and has kids in sports. It's so fun to, to be able to live a little bit of it, but also just to, to be a fan and, and watch it happen where you're living. How is, is it, is this the peak or is it, or have we not reached that peak yet of, of, you know, athletes? And I mean, we have, think about it. So you have a Drew Christo who likely major league, they're like high draft pick. Right. And you have a Hunter Salas who is rated, top 10 in the country, which has never happened before in basketball. And then you have your, like we said, Mark House, Jordan Ball, the number Jordan one soft-rated Ball, Jordan, yeah, softball no, player Lindsay in the country. Lindsey Krause. <laughs> like, is this just like a thing right now? Or do you think that this will be a catalyst or a jump off for another run of 10 years of, you know, good stuff? Like as far as athletes are concerned across the state. Well, yeah, I, that's a great question, Mike. I, what I do know is that I think there's a lot of, a lot of young kids right now, a lot of kids that are in junior high, a lot of kids that are even in elementary school, that it's pretty easy to, to, to go down to the state tournament and watch a kid like Hunter Salas mm-hmm. or watch a kid like Cole Payton or watch uh, Jordan Ball uh, or, or hear about a Drew Christo and not just have your eyes light up and be like and, and have them want to be just like those people. So I think there's a really – really good young generation of kids that have had a pretty cool set of role models to look up to. So it would not surprise me one bit to see things continue in that direction and to have some people even, you know, maybe someday surpass a class like this. Kind of like a net, like a look up to, and they're good kids to look up to. <laughs> That's what, I mean, they, they can look up to them and be like, yeah, I, I want to be like that person. Yeah. Believe me, Caleb says, Hey man, you know, yeah. Drew never big time me when right. I like, I like, there's a there is there's a true reverence, right, Monty? I, there's there's no doubt about that. Yeah, I know, and that's so cool um, to hear that because I can remember when Caleb was playing on on the teams, you know, younger than us. That and uh, he could have played for us, and Drew knew that, but yeah, he was weighing about fifty five pounds. But uh, that's pretty cool, and I know, and I know Drew's gonna. He knows all those younger kids too that that look up to him, and he'll he's gonna continue to follow them and watch them do great things coming up too. Hey, Monty, let me ask you real quick, why, just why we're, we're, we're storytelling. How do you balance the, the, the pride and kind of where you've been, what you were able to accomplish, whether it's at Kearney or the University of Nebraska? Uh, and Kearney may be a little different because Coach Cool and, uh, and, and, and Coach Baranek kind of have that thing going. They're co-oping in baseball. That's going to work. But – you look at Nebraska, and it's obviously not where I think any of the alums want to be. But you kind of you have to support it because it's it's what we believe in, it's what we love. Do you ever reconcile that, or feel like you're doing a lot of explaining, or do you think 
the, the your sphere of influence and your loved ones kind of understand that that things change and 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 that doesn't that doesn't mean that you have to change the way that you feel oh yeah i i, I think that's a great question damon i I'll never be someone who has to, you know, apologize for where I came from or what a program is doing. I'm an, I'm always going to be a Carney guy. I'm always going to be a, a Husker fan. And, and I know it's not perfect right now at Nebraska. Um, but I, I believe in Scott. I'm going to have his back. I believe in Ryan Hill. Ryan was my roommate yeah. and you know, those guys are going to, they're going to get it right. Um, and so, you know, I have faith in them. I'm always going to be true blue to my roots and, and my teams. And so um, I don't ever want to have to, to apologize or to, to explain something out like that. And, and I have faith in those guys. All right. Hey, before we let you go, a um, couple more high schools going up. Um, obviously you decided to, Hey, Elkhorn was your neighborhood. You had Elkhorn South, which was the new thing almost right about the same time. Right. I didn't know if you're going to like run and move across, go South of Dodge, but <laughs> you have a daughter that's at Elkhorn North. Now, how are you balancing doing what's best for you and your family versus the expectation levels of what's been done before in the past in the Christo family. Oh boy. Say that one more time, DB. So it's interesting, right? I, and I just talked to Cluster Gre- about Gregor's this yesterday. Gregor's the same way. Gregor's, yeah, Gregor's the, same. the same way, right? Yeah. So how are you guys balancing the, the Christo name and the legacy of where you've been versus gotcha. doing what's best for your kiddos on an individual basis for what they need. Yeah. And, and that's what we've always been about. Like for Drew, it was Elkhorn because he lived here and that's where his buddies were. His twin sister didn't play a single sport, but she loved, and she was a very, you know, inclusive uh, a person. She, she loved music and she was into art. And so she went to Duchenne and it was a perfect fit for her. Courtney's life is about volleyball. And it just so happens that Jenny Greger is the new volleyball coach <laughs> at Elkhorn North. And we, we live in a, in a one, the one subdivision where you could actually pick. And so when she was a freshman, she's like, I'm going there. So um, it's always been about, you know, what our kids want to do, um, what's best for them. And, and that's kind of how we've always rolled, but it, it's, it's super exciting to, to sort of turn the page on, on Elkhorn high. It's been a great place for our family and for Drew um, and now Courtney's a freshman at Elkhorn North, and, and I'm telling you right now, that school is going to be a problem for a lot of Class oh, B yeah. teams yeah. in virtually every sport. So they got some tremendous coaches and tremendous teachers there, and it's it's going to be a lot of fun to kind of watch her and, and what happens up at that school. I was joking with Jacob Padilla a couple months ago. I said they got they got a great hire in football. They got a great hire in basketball. Yeah. They have a great hire in girls basketball. Girls volleyball is going to be a problem. Like they'll, they're going to quick. They won't have very. Team's going to be really yeah, good. Hey, how about that facility, MC? Yeah. Are you jealous? I am. Yeah, I, I know it's unbelievable. The weight room over there is is a little bit different than what's going on at Elkhorn High, but it's, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Tongue in cheek, one of the good ones, MC. I yeah. I always appreciate any chance I can I can catch up with you. Um, I I know I I need to get my ducks in a row every time I talk to you, so that's always good, man. I'm gonna be better for having talked to you. All right, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's good to talk to you, Mike. Thank you yeah. for all you've done for Drew over the years. I, you're you just you work endlessly for these kids, and it's I think it's really helped a lot of these kids and. Um, I think everybody that's that's had a kid go through high school that plays sports is super appreciative of everything you've done um, over the over the years. 
Appreciate it, Monty. Now I'm going to get emotional. Yeah, good man. Thank you, though. I don't need this guy crying. He's like the he's like the phoniest back patter ever, man. We don't need that, Monty. I love it. All right, man. Be good. Good to talk to you. All right, fellas. Thank you. Wow. That was good. Another one. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. You you can't drop your own mic. No, yeah. (laughs) My man just hit me with the another one. Yeah. (laughs) You DJ Khaled or somebody over there? Another one. (laughs) Oh, that's that that. that was Monte Cristo. I mean, he did it. That was that was good. He's got multiple kids and you know. I didn't even know Drew had a twin sister that went to Duchenne. Yeah. And listen. Duchenne to Elkhorn's a long way. Cooler than a fan. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, totally. And, and, and how about like just being comfortable yeah. in your own skin? Mm-hmm. Something that 90% of people struggle with. Yeah. Right? Hey, no, she's she's going to Duchenne. She's fine. He's going to go to Elkhorn. She's going to go to Elkhorn North. And then there's Ian, like, and you heard him say, hey, <laughs> who's coming to my game? <laughs> yeah. I need at least one parent and one sibling at my game. Do you guys know who I am? <laughs> right? Like, and oh, by the way, oh, by the way, I have crazy hours as an anesthesiologist. Yeah. I've got to be a good hubby, too. Like, how do you do it? Yeah. It's not that easy. You, you, you and I struggle when we I get left alone with the life. kids. <laughs> yeah. Like, for an hour. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What am I going to do? Yeah. Fantastic episode. Um, this pod will drop ASAP. We're trying to get caught up. We've got multiple yeah. parts in the series. We're going to be good, man. Still got to think music. about what's next. The kiddos. Yeah. That, getting as as Mike, as Mike Sauter likes to say, what about the kids, what DB? About the kids? It's all about the kids. They'll be back with parts. Who four, knows what we're on? Five, five and six. Four, four five, and six. Eight, nine, know. and ten. We're just going to keep doing what we're doing. That was uh, what we do, I guess I should say. Yeah. What we doing? That's probably what it should be. Yeah, I got that from you. That's kind of how you talk. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week. This is Playing It Forward. That's my main man, Mike Sauter. I'm ODB, and that is Sasha. Being the brains behind the brawn or something like that. Back next week. It's Playing It Forward. A Huda Media Production.